of the new year here with Alex Wolf. Hello. And uh, he, uh, despite his old role as a co-host in the podcast, is going to be explaining something new to us. And what is that, Alex? So I'm a member of the wealth management team of Tigers Inc. And basically I'm developing a more new sector of the podcast where I just go over things about wealth management and like things of that nature. Um, basically what we do is essentially we, it's just exactly what it sounds like. We manage all the funds for Tigers Inc. Um, that includes all donations, uh, send out receipts, do all the tax forms, everything for our nonprofit business. But we also run the first student-led high school por- uh, stock portfolio in the country. Um, I'll tell you a little about that. We have a DCA, so each month we invest around $400 into the market um, to kind of balance out the contractions and expansions of the stock market so that we minimize our loss. Um, but in the future, I'm just kind of developing a new uh, portion of the podcast where I'll go over what we do in Tigers Inc., like in the wealth management sector as of now. I'll go over our DCA investments, and we'll also go over some current topics in the world of economics. Thank you for that, Alex. I'm really looking forward to this because there is so much that goes on in that part of Tigers Inc. that I just don't understand that we're going to need someone like you to help get that to the people. That's actually a really good segue into our interview we have today. And uh, who is that again, Dylan? Freshman uh, it's with Mr. Art Jarvis. Art is a very passionate guy when it comes to education in Loveland. He loves this community, and he just wanted to show up and give us a nice little rundown of his business. Yeah, we're really grateful for that, too. He's been a longtime partner of Tigers, Inc. throughout, well, I'd say a long time, even though we've only been around for three years. But he's been supporting us ever since our infancy as an organization. As Dylan said, he's very involved in education. And his uh, own business, Jarvis Global Investments, provided us with a lot of great things to talk about in the world of finance. So uh, here is our interview with Mr. Jarvis. Hope you enjoy. All right, we are back here in the studio today with Mr. Ray Jarvis. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. So how about we start this off just by uh, asking, who is Art Jarvis and what do you do? Who is Art Jarvis? Uh, Art Jarvis uh, is a Loveland community member for like the last 24, 25 years. Uh, Started uh, a company called Jarvis Global Investments back in uh, 2006. Uh, I'm what's known as a registered investment advisor. Um, so my job is to help people with their investments and to help them reach their goals, whatever that might be. So retirement or travel or education or, or whatever those goals might be. So that's, uh, that's the quick answer to that question. <laughs> so what was it that kind of gave you the idea for Jarvis Global Investments? Well, I, I, I took, you know, I took uh, what... For me, was the typical path. Actually, I went. I went to Ohio State first to uh, throw discus and to become a dentist. Um, neither one of those worked out real well. So, uh, but uh, the next thing was finance. I've always been interested in numbers. I've been was a little bit of a weird kid and always was interested in the stock market and things like that. So, uh, um, I graduated from college, did some networking, trying to find a job, and I ended up in the uh, investment industry back in. Uh, 87 so uh yeah it's uh you know 
that's, that's kind of how it all got started anyway. But And it's progressed from there. So it went from, you know, being a lowly uh, statistics kind of guy to, you know, it got to the point, uh, you know, I was working working for somebody else and, uh, and it, it got to a point where it was time for me to start my own firm and do things my own way and for my own reasons. Um, and, and that freed things up a lot too. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big community guy. I'm a big fan of the community. I'm a big fan of the schools and stuff like that. But I started my own firm, you know, that allowed me to do some of those kind of things on the peripheral, uh, like during the day. So I was able to do a lot of things during the day that if I was working for somebody else, um, I would not have been able to do. So what is your day-to-day operations look like? Uh, depends. It depends on who did what overnight. When I wake up in the morning, it, it could be relatively easy, or it could be a nightmare. Um, you know, get up every morning, kind of see what the world news looks like, see what the the, the market futures uh, look like. If we're going to have a good day, a bad day, um, look and see what some of the economic numbers are coming out. Uh, you know, today we had an employment report, and it was completely off and exactly the opposite direction of what everybody was expecting, but we seem to be digesting it okay. But um, and then look at clients' accounts, make sure certain things happen that were supposed to happen each day, uh, make a bunch of phone calls and, uh, and you know, kind of put out whatever fires might pop up during the day. So. So do you enjoy working like for yourself and working on your own schedule? I love it. Yeah, I you know I I, like I, said, I started the firm back in two thousand six, and it's one of those things where I should have started it five years before that. You know, mm-hmm. you know once you're doing it. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was scary at first, um, and you know you got to build up your book of business and, and things like that. And uh, you know things were tight at first, but uh, no, it's worked out great. It, it's amazing working for myself. It, it again, it's you know. I can work at six o'clock in the morning or I can work at midnight, right? I mean, the, work's got, the work has to get done, but I can kind of pick and choose when I'm working on it, right? And I love that. And again, it frees up, especially when, when my kids were younger, I could go do things, right? I could go to the, I can go to all the little kid events and, and all those things. I can go to the meetings. I can do the charity stuff I want to do if it's at noon or 11 o'clock in the morning. That, you know, having your own business, uh, as long as, once again, nothing bad is going on that day, you know, you're, you're freed up that you have some flexibility to kind of do your own day. What were some of the harder parts, you think, of establishing your own business? Are they starting out or going through the first initial phases of it? I, you know, it's like a, it's like a lot of things. It's just a little bit of the fear factor, right? You're like, oh, you know, what if this doesn't work? You know, I've got a wife and two kids and a mortgage and uh, all that other stuff. And, you know, what, what happens if this doesn't pan out the way you think it's going to pan out there? Um, you know, you have some front-end expenses. I, you know, I needed software and I needed these, this system and that system. And I got to pay these bills, right? It doesn't matter how things go. So, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing on the front end. Um, and then... You know, I 100% of my clients have been word of mouth, and and the nice thing for me is because of those things that I have done in the community, whether it's coaching sports or being on boards or something like that. People people got to know me, right? So they 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 tend to trust me. So that 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 helped me out a lot. People knew me because they knew how invested I was in things. Not that wasn't just some guy out there trying to sell mm-hmm. things like that so I, I had that benefit um 
but uh, no, it, it's 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 just a process. I always say with with like most things, if you, if you make it the first five years, you're probably in good shape. But sometimes the first three to five years could be uh, can be scary. So say your presence as a community member was one of the things that helped you out at least getting started. It didn't hurt. I mean, people trusted me with their kids and sports, and they know how I acted as a coach and, and things like that. They knew where my heart was, and I think that translated a little bit over to, okay, now i got to find someone who I'm going to trust my money with, right? So hopefully that, that transferred over that uh, he's trustworthy enough that he's going to do the right thing with my money. Now, I tell people all the time, I'm not always going to be right. Okay, no matter how hard I try, I'm going to make some wrong decisions, right? But as long as I'm doing it for the right reasons, as long as I always do exactly what I tell people I'm going to do for them, we're in good shape. So prior to your years with uh, Jarvis Global Investments, mm -hmm. like what made you decide against becoming a dentist? Against it? Uh, so I spent two years at Ohio State in pre-dentistry. I uh, got the bright idea that maybe I should spend uh, some time with an actual dentist and see how it was and all that. And uh, I spent two weeks with a dentist. Uh, he was actually my neighbor, but he was then had a practice downtown. I spent two weeks with him and I hated it. I mean, literally hated it. Okay, so just the idea. And he even tried to make it interesting. He let me pull the nurse's tooth while I was there those two weeks, right? You know, he, with, with the little instruction, of course. But uh, no, I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And I was like, okay, I that's not, if I can't do two weeks, I'm not going to do 30 years, right? So, uh, um, and you know, it's tough. It's tough being a dentist. It's, uh, you know, people, most people are not fans of going to the dentist, right? So you got that working against you. And, and then... You know, there's always kind of, you know, a dentist is a little bit of an artist, depending on, you know, and some people can be demanding. So it's, it's tough being a dentist. And, uh, um, yeah, I decided mm -hmm. to figure something else it's out. good thing you got out of there. <laughs> yeah, right. Really. Yeah, I shouldn't have waited two years to yeah. do the time with the dentist, though. So what was it that made you want to do that initially? To be a dentist? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it... it that's a great question because that goes long way back, you know, because I, cause I mean, literally, like in high school, like toward my junior, senior year, I just, I wanted to be a dentist, right? And, you know, or I wanted to be some kind of doctor and, you know, then it kind of, kind of moved its way over to being a dentist. Um, I, I applied at Ohio State, which was a little different when I applied than it is now when you guys are trying to apply. I, I always make the the wise crack that I filled out my application in crayon, you know, that's how easy it was for me to get it. But, uh, not true, but it's the only place I applied and, and that's where I wanted to go. That's what I wanted to do. That's, you know, um, and maybe in, in hindsight might not have been the best, most well thought out thing, but, uh, it's, it worked out. I mean, and the nice thing about dentistry is there's a lot of science, there's a lot of math and things like that. A lot of that transitioned over to, a finance degree so I didn't completely blow up my college career you know but uh, it, it again it worked out all right so you did end up switching over to finance I did yeah. yeah I finished over finance and economics and uh, I went to Ohio you know Ohio State's a big school um, I think I was there it was probably about 55,000 students or something like that and we didn't have cell phones and all that right so if you wanted to go see your teaching assistant you had to walk 20-25 minutes all the way across campus you would get to the teaching assistant's office and they wouldn't be there right <laughs> as opposed to picking up the phone and just making sure they're going to be there but uh, it's, a, it's a big school but it was just, if I wanted to be a dentist that was the place to go uh, once I switched over to finance 
and I wasn't doing track and field anymore. Um, you know, I, I actually switched over to a smaller school and, and went to uh, the University of Finley, up mm -hmm. in Finley, Ohio. So would you say, at least the college experience, it was helpful in that you learned a lot about well, finance, but you also learned a lot about yourself and what you actually wanted to end up doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I learned a lot at Ohio State. And, you know, again, good things happen, bad things happen. It's, it's not a waste as long as you learn something from both of them, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I learned that I did not function well in big environments. So Ohio State was way too big of a school for me, and I never took that into consideration. Um, so... Then at the same time, you know, should I go work for a huge company like Procter & Gamble or something like that, or should I work for a smaller firm? So I've always worked for smaller firms. I think the biggest firm, the biggest firm I ever worked for was about 80 people. Um, and, you know, they, they always say that, uh, you know, a group makes the better decision, right? Yeah, not so much. Maybe not so much in the investment industry, okay? Because, you know, this group here had 10 people on the investment committee, and this 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 company had four or five people. And then, you know, it, it's like the, the, when you're trying to make investment decisions, it's very easy. You know, you could throw any company at me, and I could give you a dozen reasons why you should buy that company, and I can give you a dozen reasons why not. And sometimes you run into where it becomes a little stuck. You know, you've got this many people saying no way. You got this many people say we definitely should, and then you kind of, if I'm running the investments and it's just me and now my two associates, you know, it's a lot easier to make decisions now than it was 30 years ago. So, how many firms did you work for before you had your own? Uh, I worked before my own. I had three other ones. So I started at a company downtown. It was a mutual fund company and a private investment company. I started off as director of research and statistics. So um, I basically was just crunching numbers all day and looking for companies. And then I moved up into portfolio management. Um, I went out to uh, join the, actually the person I worked for at the first company went out and started his own firm. So I went out with him. So we went from a company of 80 people to a company of about four people, um, which I liked a lot more. Um, so I got, you know, got definitely got much more involved in how the company ran and things like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of got uh, my head pressed against the ceiling and we wanted more and, so I went to uh, a uh, individual company over in Northern Kentucky uh, that had about 500 million under management, and I got to be the chief investment officer there, which gave me a whole lot of um, um, authority or whatever. You know, I, I not only did I get to pick the companies, I got to make the investment decisions. I was in charge of the global strategy and all that. So, so it's just just a slow progression of moving up the ladder, doing different stuff, right, and then. And then at some point, it's like, okay, it's time for me just to do it for myself. So you would say your experience in the past has helped you form your own company now? Oh, no doubt. Most definitely. And again, this is, I don't know how long this show is going to go. But, you know, it, it. yes, I definitely learned there were things that we did that I learned that's not how I want to do it. And there's things that we did that I knew that is how we wanted to do it, right? And it definitely has formed the way I invest for my clients now, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, so what were some, like, if you could narrow down, like, some big things that you picked up on when you were kind of out there getting experience beforehand? Hmm. Uh, I'm a, so I would, the, the biggest thing that probably impacts clients the most from an investment standpoint is, you know, the first firm I worked, we did individual stocks. 
And then if you guys are familiar with exchange traded funds, exchange traded funds came out and we started using those a little bit. And I really liked how those worked. Uh, the next firm I went to, we used exchange traded funds almost exclusively. And I really liked that. Um, you could be more pinpointed. You, you had all these options where you could go. You were able to get in and out much quicker and they were much cheaper than mutual funds. Okay. The next firm I went to, we went back to individual stocks. And what I learned was, at least from my standpoint of being the one in charge of the, of the, the global asset allocation, was that we did a really good job of deciding whether we should be in stocks and bonds, you know, at the 10,000 foot level. We did a great job of deciding where we should be, like what sectors should we be. Should we be in financial? Should we be in technology? Should, where we did not do a good job was picking the three or four individual companies inside those sectors, right? So, so you great decision, great decision. And then you get down here and then, you know, this company misses earnings, this company is getting sued by the attorney general in New York. And, and you end up, you know, the, the financial sector did great, but the comp, the three or four companies maybe that you picked end up not being as good as what you wanted them to be, or they kind of pulled you down. So when I went and started my own company, I went back to exchange traded funds almost exclusively because you know if you have let's say the financial sector if there's 80 companies in the financial sector you know there might be one or two companies that don't do what they're expected to do or something bad happens to them but if you're looking at that whole sector from an aggregate standpoint you know the earnings projections and, and things like that usually end up being pretty darn close to what you're projecting and for me it's that consistency in what I'm trying to project that makes things work. Does that make, that, that make sense? I thought so. Okay. All right. So that's probably the biggest thing that I learned through the last 30 whatever years. And that's what you've been like most consistent in applying through yourself. Like you were saying, what was it that as soon as you started your own practice, it was almost completely ETFs, right? Almost, yeah. I mean, don't get me, you know, some accounts came in and they had whatever, let's say, around here, Procter & Gamble, General Electric, right? And a lot of people are married to those stocks because they, it, they've made them what they are today, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of got to be, you end up not getting rid of them, but, you know, you kind of come up with a plan for them. So you might, you might have some stragglers in there, but again, mostly exchange-traded funds. So um, what, what drew you to be so involved in the education system and specifically us and Tigers Inc? I'm, I'm a fan of the kids, man. I really am. I, I love you guys. Uh, you know, you guys, there's so much talent here. You know, I, we won't even start with Tigers Incorporated yet. I mean, if you look at the athletics, you look at the academics, you look at the drama department, you look at the show choir, you look at the robotics, you, you look at all these things that you guys are involved in, and how successful this school district is in the things that we do and the talent we have in those areas. I, yeah, I, just, I just believe in trying to provide things that you guys can take those talents that you have or take those interests that you have and apply them. And, and again, that's what I love about Tigers Incorporated. You guys are actually doing stuff. You guys are working with the local government. You're working with businesses. You're actually doing. I mean, you guys are working on like a dog park and things. You're working yeah. on the on the Nisbet Park and things like that. You're working on these things. And number one, they're real life. But number two, you're you're actually doing it. You're not sitting in the classroom talking about it. 
you're working with the government leaders and things like that. So, so that's, you know, that's Tigers Incorporated. You know, this is something you guys are interested in. This is potentially something that you're going to carry on when you leave high school, whether you go to college or go in the workforce or whatever, go in the armed forces. Um, so you're, you're actually, what I messed up, I didn't go to, go, didn't go hang out with a dentist, right? You guys are actually doing this stuff. You actually right now are figuring out that this is something that might interest you, right? Or I want to be in business. Well, do I want to be in finance? Do I want to be in marketing? Do I want to be in sales? Do I want to be in communication? You know, you're kind of getting a taste of stuff. So, again, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, I'm, again, I'm, I, I, I have a passion for people that have passion for stuff. You know, if you look at... You look at Loveland Stage Company that's been in Loveland for 40-something years now, right? They, it's a jewel of the city, and it's a group of people that just have a passion for something. Well, okay, you know what? That's that's stuff I can get behind. So would you say that at least a big part of at least who you are and what your kind of image is is that you are very personable? Like you care a lot about the community, obviously, and you are a small operation, so I'm assuming. Does that mean that you have like a smaller like base of clients when compared to most firms, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not Fidelity. So, <laughs> so does that like level of, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the level of focus, care, and attention that you can give to certain things, does that kind of help your brand out? Oh, no doubt. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, again, it's word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully, you know, I don't do advertising per se, but, you know, the, the company logo and the company name is on a bunch of stuff, right? It, it's sponsoring the sports. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, something for myself. Um, you know, but, the, you know, you know it, it's, it, it's like the spirit towels last night at the, at the basketball game, right? So it's on there. But the, the purpose is on there. You know, okay, I get a little bit of advertising and a little, a little company awareness and stuff. But that is something that, number one, is going to be a huge, hopefully, help for the community, for those who are food insecure, right? But it also pulled Tigers Incorporated in, so you guys are working on that. You're doing stuff, promoting it and all that. You got the Spirit Club coming in, so that pulls them in. You got the Love on Athletic Boosters who did something. You have community members who are bringing things in. You have Peggy Johnson, you know, the old, the, old, the uh, retired uh, principal. Next thing you know, she's jumping in on it. So it, it's, it's something where a whole bunch of little pieces can come together to do something good, okay? Mm -hmm. If my name's attached to that, that's not a bad thing, mm -hmm. right? Okay, it, it's a good thing. And hopefully, you know, hopefully people get, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I like to pay my mortgage, I like to eat, I like to travel, okay? But for me, it's more, if, 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 Good things happen in the community, okay? That's good for businesses and other organizations in the community. That makes the whole community better. That automatically makes Jarvis Global Investments better. It's just that's how it works, right? If, if, if everything's going well, everybody, the bar keeps getting raised a little bit. So outside of business and philanthropy, by the way, thank you so much for your continued support of Tiger City. Our pleasure. What are some of the things that you like to do with your time? Uh, I love to travel. I, I do. I'd love to go to different places. Uh, we made a commitment uh, right before my daughter graduated from Loveland in 2010. We made a commitment that before she graduated from high school, we would go to all 50 states. And we did do that. Okay. Um, which we might be, you know, I was talking about a little earlier to you that, you know, now she's taking it to a whole nother level. But, uh, 
you know, we, we as a family, we went to all 50 states. You know, some of them we, we spent a couple seconds in, and other ones we spent a few weeks, right? But, I mean, we've been to every single one of them. Uh, uh, I've been to six out of seven continents. I've been to Antarctica. I haven't been, I haven't been to Asia, but I've been to Antarctica, which is amazing. If you ever get a chance to do it, it's, uh, it's, like I always said, people always say, well, if you could only go one place, where would you go? And I always said, Alaska, right? Alaska is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, Antarctica is Alaska on steroids, right? <laughs> it's crazy how, how nice it is. So, um, so yeah, so I obviously like to travel with the family, like to hang with the family. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie. I love to eat, um, and that shows. Uh, but uh, and, and then read. I like to read. You know, like I will, I'll, I will read a business book here and there. And uh, but uh, I also like to read some fiction and you know some stuff like that. But uh, and, and again, obviously, I, I like doing stuff in the community. You know, again, I, I truly believe. I, I'm you know I. I'm definitely in the company, and you know, I've been I've been a Christian my whole life, and, and the company is faith based. And I truly believe that with the talents and gifts and the resources that you're given, that you're supposed to share those. And that and that that the family and I, that's what we like to do. I like the way you put that because I think that's what a lot of people are kind of looking for. Is like they want to end up somewhere in life where what they do kind of represents who they are. And it definitely sounds like Jarvis Global Investments is just an extension of well. Frankly, you. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know, we we made a decision several years ago. We made a decision um, to not bring any more clients in. We were we're starting to get concerned about growth, and and you know, being a small firm, you know, we promote we promote communication, right? And you know, I want to know my clients, and I want to know what their goals are. I want to know how their kids are doing, and all that stuff. And we were so we stopped we stopped taking clients in. But you know, the thing is, is as we talked about it more, we made a decision to go ahead and continue to grow the firm. I still, I don't, I don't want to become anything that remotely resembles a fidelity or anything like that. But, you know, we, we have about 150 clients. Okay. Um, but if we brought more clients in and we were able to continue to service those clients the way we want to service those clients, that gives us more resources and things to continue to build on what we're actually trying to do in the in the community. So, continue to grow that way. So. And then one last question for you. Right. So, on your right hand, it appears you have a pretty nice rock. <laughs> so, I just want to know where you got that. Well, you're not going to like it, but that's my uh, sycamore uh, class oh. ring. <laughs> uh, right. There's there's still a little green and gold in the veins. All right. So. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap this up, uh, is there anything you want to say, get off your chest, or just give to the people? No, I, again, I, you know what? I truly am. I'm proud of you guys. I'm, I'm proud of the school district. I'm proud of the kids that are here. I'm proud of the administrators and the teachers. I, I think we've got a really, really good thing going in this whole community, okay? Um, you know, we need to grow. I, and and I, get, I get it. Some people don't like the change, right? But we have an opportunity from downtown. We've we've done they not we they have done a pretty good job in downtown Loveland, right? Bring it out, make a make a left hand turn on the Loveland Madera Road, and really take the opportunity to really do some great things um, around here, especially from a business standpoint, which would be good for the school district if we had more business, right? Um, so do some things that continue to help us grow and take advantage of what's going on in the economy and stuff. So. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks.
right, here we're back again. It's just me and Dylan in the studio. Uh, so, what did you think about what he had to say? Um, he had a very interesting path to becoming an investor. I loved his story in regards to becoming a dentist. I thought that was very funny. And, you know, you just... You, it's hard to, to know what you want to do when you're older. Mm -hmm. You know, you, get, you need that real-life experience to figure out what you want in life. I agree, because that's kind of what we're about here at Tigers Inc. We're all about learning by experience and from experience. And clearly, based off of what we heard from him, he is a testament to that. Because, of course, he went in thinking he was going to be a dentist, and he found out pretty soon in that he didn't even want to do that. Exactly. But yeah, I also really like the energy he brought into the studio. Again, as we said before, great guy to know, amazing person to talk to, just like a good soul. Um, so another announcement we have coming up soon, uh, starting at the end of the month, February 28th, we have Back Our Business Week, which is going to be an event where all the community comes out to support the businesses and firms that are in our own community and helping them out. So stay tuned again for the next episodes to, to get more information about your role on that. And that's about all we have today. So thank you for tuning in. Have a good one.